This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, keep playing the song. Keep I'm playing just, we're it. Just, we have so much to do. We're just going to start yeah. during the song. I'll do this. It was me. It was Hayes. It was Kevin. And we were about to do something really exciting. So uh, this is a huge <laughs> episode of our show. Uh, sorry that we're still kind of riding a little high. Yeah. Um, the adrenaline is still kind of dumping through my body because we... Well, let's just say, so um, to give you context for what you're about to hear, we have always been fans of movies and stuff like that, yes. and a lot of times a big director will, after their greatest movie comes out on DVD or whatever, they'll do kind of a commentary on it where they talk about what was going through their head at certain points and how they came up with a certain shot yes. or how the script got changed on set that day, and we have just recorded probably our best Definitely our best. Creative uh, work that yes. we've ever done. And yeah, movies, television, whatever, but it's a podcast episode, it's a live episode, and we destroyed, which is just good, good luck for us, yes. right? Yes, Uh Sean and I recorded at Comic-Con yesterday, the biggest venue, the most like like exciting venue we've ever been a part of. This is something for real fans, this mm-hmm. performance. We were very scared going in, uh, which is so funny now. No, looking back, we didn't know uh, because we thought there was a chance the audience would be just kind of run off from people who couldn't get into the main convention center and weren't yeah. actually – Hardcore fans of ours. Yes, it was a show that we found out had been fully booked and had sold out before our names were added to yes. the to the list. So people had purchased tickets without knowing that we were performing, uh, mainly to see these other stand-ups. So we thought, well, is there going to be crossover? Are they going to know Sean and Hayes? Are they going to know Hollywood Handbook? Are they going to know what a podcast is? And it's so crazy now that we ever talked about that because this audience um, – it's hard for me to talk about them without getting a little – I don't know. They're very special to me. I, I've i always said that this, this thing we do is an exchange. Uh, it's a conversation. Yeah. And even though we're the ones doing a lot of the talking, we're also fans of our audience. Mm-hmm. And this particular group – that we were lucky enough to share this room and this moment with. Uh, they're my favorite artists. These are my these are my favorite artists. They are my brothers and sisters. Uh, I feel like I was performing with them. Uh, oh, yeah. Kinship. I felt it with was, you in the past. It was a dance, uh, honestly. And sometimes I was leading and sometimes it was, hey, sometimes it was the audience. Uh-huh. Moshe Kasher was there, Moshe too. Moshe Kasher is a guest. Oh, and it, Yes, and just another uh, – one of those things where 
you're lucky to share it with someone who's been so special to you. Moshe obviously has been one of our best friends forever. Yeah. Uh, and that we finally got him on on the same day that for him, I know he it was very special for him because he had been nervous to do the show. He wanted it to go well, and it was beyond his wildest dreams. So let's just get into it. We'll, this, we'll cut a lot can, out of the actual uh, record. Because can I say it was, one more thing? Yes. Uh, just I know we have a lot of – New listeners. Yes, yes, yes. Patton was a big guest last week. Yes. And, and we're like, how do we follow that? People subscribed, and we said, oh, how are we going to try to n- not even just top this, but how are we going to keep these yes. new listeners paying attention? But we did end up topping it. The answer is, yeah, that you top it, and you um, and you blow the fucking doors off of all of San Diego. Uh, so anyway, yeah, we'll cut a lot of the actual record out. Because we'll probably the, just be playing clips. Yeah, we'll just play clips yeah. and talk about them. And it was – the energy in the room was such a big Let's part let of it. it I so just want to let them yeah, listen. Go ahead. So I was with Harley. Mm-hmm. Quinn. Yeah. And Amy. Tim. Yes. And we were doing a jigsaw puzzle. Okay. <laughs> That's hard. Oh, yeah. Much harder. Yeah, and so it's only, you're only going by shape. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. And at a certain point, I just decide... Let's not do this anymore. Just quit. Yeah, we'll just quit. Yeah, right. Let's just move on and do the show. Let's just do the show. Let's do the show. Hey, welcome to Hollywood. So, so, I mean, let's just talk about it. Yeah. It might be a little confusing for the for the people listening at home to this. I didn't realize because I was there uh, listening back. It almost sounds like we're – yes. No, no one knows – What's happening, and we're playing to absolute dead silence, and we almost instantly are experiencing like a flop sweat kind of thing. What really is, and that's just the audio of it, what really is happening, you could see it, is I know you don't hear laughs. It's because there was this collective gasp and Uh sort of everyone's face is frozen with ecstasy. Yes. Uh and I and I do take a beat. I take a moment where I have to catch my breath because I've never looked down upon reverence like that. And so it, it there's there's some pauses there where we're kind of sharing eyes with individual audience yeah. members. A lot of convulsing. They from- sh- they they're shuddering and they're. Um, they're having this sensory overload, right? Where oh, and we spoke to a lot of them afterwards for hours and hours. Oh my we went God. out to dinner with everyone, and uh, they were saying that like they had imagined the day for so long of actually seeing us in person, and when it happened, it was almost like they just shut down because they mm-hmm. couldn't handle it. Yeah, and so you can hear us openly uh, quitting on. The, on the story that we were doing? Yeah, we're making a commentary. I believe it's a story that I've done before. I believe uh-huh. it's an activity we've already talked about. Absolutely. And that, and that I just re- remembered it uh, in the moment um, because I had nothing. I, I, I had not gone out with anything in mind. 
which is always smart at one of these live events um, to just kind of feel it and and play jazz a little. And <laughs> and and as we're doing it, we start to realize like God, even this. Story, although it's a big part of our show, although it's always great, although they've heard it before and I'm sure liked it the first time and are enjoying the 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 secondary um, retelling, we do want to get into the show yes, show. and we are hurting people. It was way too much. It was way too much too soon. And um, <laughs> to openly bail on the very first thing that's happening in the show and just say literally verbatim – Let's not do this. Why are we doing this? Um, uh, and then say three times, let's get into the show, knowing full well that the show will be no different than what we're already doing. Uh, is it's, it's a fifth dimension, like, pro move. So let's, let's continue. Let's let them off the hook, and we'll explain a little bit about ourselves. About our deal. Uh, Sean and I, this is Sean. I'm Sean. That's Hayes. We have done Hollywood. Uh Uh-huh. Basically. The whole... Pretty much all of it. The whole shebang. We, uh, what would we be best known for, for like a Comic-Con crowd? Well, for me... Mm. I obviously uh, played the original um, in the original series, uh, Mrs. Batman. Ah. Uh, <laughs> this was, of course, let's stop it. <laughs> so, again, I think this was um, it worked out, but it was possibly an overcorrection because we were thinking. People might not know who we are. Let's do almost what we did in the very first episode of our podcast and do these kind of uh, quick, you know, cheat sheet, uh, crib notes, uh, uh, bio. To who we are, yes. Um, And you wanted to list your most famous credit uh, and lean into (laughs) the audience and say Mrs. Batman. (laughs) And you just feel the wave of adulation. Uh, People are... They're remembering Mrs. Batman, but they're thinking it's so funny. And and I was afraid we might get a generous amount of polite laughter at points like this where just the cadence was indicating this is the punchline of what I'm saying uh, and that people wouldn't actually be – Losing it uh, from how funny it was, I was so pleasantly surprised to see there was none of that polite laughter that I mentioned earlier. Uh, it was all the real deal, or again, the frozen, <laughs> joyful, almost catatonic pleasure face. I'm so. Just, I mean, it's just so fun to relive this. It was, <laughs> this was yesterday. <laughs> and, you know, the the thing I that think I, I just want to keep going, like, just keep living in it. I want to keep listening. The thing that oh, I want to know here is uh, <laughs> you'll feel us still having a little bit of nerves. <laughs> 
because it is going so well and we're thinking, can we maintain can we this pace this? for another, at this point, full 57 minutes of Joe? Uh, you know, now I have relief when I listen. I know that we kept it going. <laughs> then Mrs. Batman has been played exclusively by women. Oh this was a God. different time. Mm. Mrs. Batman was a man then. I'm glad it's women now. We didn't know. Yes. What else? Well, for me, um, I guess people don't know me necessarily by my name, Sean Clements. They probably know me as the renegade cowboy journalist Tex Blose. Yeah. Uh, he was sort of a clownish cowboy who would try to get a big scoop. We got a surprising answer to a question. He would explode. That kind Can of we pause it? A little bit. So, um, so what, what you hear is... But the first thing I say, I, I'm going to list two credits during the show, and the first thing I say, which is sort of just a crazy pun, <laughs> murders, <laughs> murders, and 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 I'm and I'm swimming, it's, it's, I'm swimming it, in the laughter. It's a Mrs. Batman level pop. I, I was worried about how you were going to follow. <laughs> I didn't know if I could follow, so. You might think, oh, well, they're going to move on from listing credits. He's not going to do another crazy pun as one of his old jobs um, because that would be too greedy. And certainly the audience won't go for it again. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And, of course, I also did a movie that kind of got stepped on a little bit, but it was called Troy Story. It was uh-huh. – <laughs> Before Toy Story, but yeah. it was that at night the Trojan horse would come to life and, yeah. and kiss the queen, uh-huh. um, Helen of Troy. And that was obviously a good idea because now they made a bunch of very successful movies that are like that, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so one reason uh, today is kind of exciting for us, they announce a lot of stuff at Comic-Con. Yes. This uh, is the space to do it. A lot of this comic book stuff. Uh, Sean and I, we do want to announce that we are writing and directing uh, the next Avengers movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so you can hear us initiate the premise. Yes, when we get into the main premise of the show. We're lighting the fuse now. They're so into it <laughs> that I wonder... Should we have done something not aimed at this Comic-Con? Yes. Yeah. Because the idea of us writing the Avengers movie, well, you, I mean, you heard it yourself. (laughs) And it may sound like, I just want to clarify, it sounds like this is a 10,000-seat arena. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were about 150 people in this audience. Mm -hmm. So one of the... Larger shows that we, that we have that we have done, yeah, of course, but uh, but not quite as huge a pop as it sounds, yeah, but and still there, a fairly large audience. There are even these in between moments where the main roar of the crowd has died down, yeah. and you hear what sort of sounds like three fans of the show. And who are getting more and more shy about laughing. And I will say that 
<laughs> Lots of them are involved in this uh, production in uh, like administrative capacity. So does Chef Kevin, who is there? I think mm-hmm. you can kind of hear him. Chef Kevin, you can pick out a little bit in some of those quieter spots. Adam Sachs, Adam of course, Sachs, is who there. invited us to do it, and is um, you know, uh, I'll, I'll give I'm him the feeling credit. Very good about the decision uh, <laughs> at this point. So let's keep going. We are going to do, should we say, well, I don't know how much we can say. Uh, well, we already have a title, which is, it'll be Infinity Plus One War. Yeah. And we're not necessarily going to make it war, because we don't necessarily like that. It's not, no. It's not funny. It's not cool. No. Yeah. It might be Infinity Plus One Plus a Million Cafe. <laughs> and then, can we just have some of these guys just hang out? Yes. And it's Central Perk. They're at Central Perk. So we're going to have them all work together at Central Park at a cafe, yeah. and um, just mostly it'll be meals. But we're jumping the gun a little bit, sure. getting into what the movie is going to be. Uh, we're going to let you guys watch us work out what the, this movie is on stage. Well, the show's about transparency, well, translucency, um, and, yeah. and letting people inside the show business process. And so what we want to do is kind of as a treat... We're going to bring up our friend who writes with us, uh, and we are all going to break the story on stage. All right, so let's bring out our friend, Moshe Kasher. Moshe! Moshe, please. (laughs) All right. Hey, man. Hey. Such hey. good friends, you mispronounced my first name. That was Well, this is what I'm saying. We're just, we're just meeting now because this Connected. is what Marvel does. He's making mm-hmm. a joke. We work together as a group. Pretty yeah. Much. Can we stop it? Moshe was so nice to do this. We were, of course, very nice to invite him to yeah. be a part of this opportunity. That was a big chance for him. He... Uh, had to be at Comic-Con already. He was doing multiple other shows. Uh, I mean, I guess it's going to be hard for him to do them now, having been part of this, and Marvel reference here, Juggernaut. Yes. Uh, I, I think he had to do his own podcast today, so he must be going like, oh, shit, how do I follow that? Um, I uh, it, We made a lot of, out of how I mispronounced his name. It wasn't quite as off as I, as I thought. I I guess I thought after you said I mispronounced it that I said Moshi. You did say Moshi the first time. Not quite. Then I said Moshe. Then you went Moshe. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah. Uh, but I was having trouble controlling my voice modulation in that moment but from joy. I don't know how much we can say. We've written all these fucking movies. Yeah. yeah. We've written every single one. I, I mean, I, I won't say that you created the character Spider-Man, but I won't not say that you didn't. Well, just from the way I was jumping around. Right. Basically, yes. I mean, that, that was the thing is you got so excited and we're sort of like getting up on the table yeah. and you're like slapping your hands against the wall. Yeah. And we sort of went like, I think this is a movie. And I can <laughs> and I can spit in a very long way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. were we were doing the thing where you lean over the top rail at like the mall and you see how low you yeah. can let a loogie get before you suck it back up. And I could right. let it touch the ground yeah. and then bring it all the way back up. And that's where the first it's clobbering time comes from actually yeah, yeah. Mm, that's yeah. right it's slobbering time it's slobbering. is what it is what it used time. to be yes, yeah that's what i would just, say we had to change it yes for 
trademark purposes because that was already in the Fantastic Four. Yeah, Clobber so. different was guy. Yeah, totally that we learned that it was a different guy. Yeah, we didn't get. Yeah, yeah, but we said let's make him green and do another thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that was, as you know, the Hobgoblin. So <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes. classic classic character. So let's show them how we do these movies. We are. Can we stop it, Kevin? So I guess. One thing I had been nervous about beforehand, uh, again, it's also silly now, <laughs> is that the Comic-Con audience would not be open to people who weren't exactly like them poking light fun <laughs> at the very thing they were there to celebrate. Extremely light. Yes, uh, saying, for instance, that the Hulk is kind of just a green version of uh, Ben Grimm. Yeah. It turns out we were wrong. They love that. <laughs> Best sense of humor on the planet about comic book stuff. Um, if you sort of make reference to the fact that you're not as into it and you don't know all the ins and outs of it. They love that. They were lapping it up. I almost thought maybe we were doing too much of it, but they couldn't get enough. So what we do is we have these cards with different guys. These are 1994 Fleer Ultra unopened X-Men Marvel Comics cards. Um, And they're the premiere edition. So what we do is open up a pack, and then whoever's on the card, we just decide what they're doing in the movie. Yes. By the time you get to the bottom of the pack, you've got sometimes two or three finished movies. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's how The English Patient was first written, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, just to... For people who weren't there, yeah. we have we have real packs of cards that I went on Perfect eBay and device. purchased. Yes, uh, it's a really smart device. I notice I get a little jealous when I'm listening because it does sound like Moshe's crushing, and I do want to say that we set him up to succeed. Oh God, uh, we yes. put him in such a great position. Yeah, he's a skilled comic, uh, seasoned performer, but. I don't know that, although he's a funny guy, he would have done as well. We do want to take a little of the credit yeah. for how Because a lot of the jokes doing. that he's doing, uh, he's forced to do yes, and we have by laid the a, scenario we've laid. We have laid a foundation, of course, with Mrs. Batman, <laughs> Exposé, uh, that he is now kind of... Like drafting off of, if mm-hmm. you watch a NASCAR race, you know that the fastest guy is a guy riding behind the other guy. That's right. Because there's no wind. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've sort of broken through that barrier for him. Uh, also, we knew ahead of time that we were going to say we were writing an Avengers movie, but open X-Men cards so that none of the characters would actually be the Avengers I think we maybe were going to talk about it more before we got there, but they got it. Uh, and the, like, tongue-in-cheek kind of we're introducing characters that wouldn't be in the Avengers thing was so rich and so understood yes. uh, instantly Great that we kind of just blow by it almost as if we're trying to get away from the idea while we do it. So right off the rip, we're going to find that we have, like, a huge – Huge character, and this is one that everybody probably knows. Strife, 
Oh, yes. Christ. Oh, so everyone's very excited. The star of the new Avengers Infinity War movie is Strife. Such so, an obscure character. I'm actually cosplaying as Strife right now. <laughs> so it's Strife, and you go, oh, is Strife out there by himself? No, he's with Revanche. <laughs> Revanche. So I, so I got to wonder, are Strife and Revanche in the audience right now? Okay, let's, let's look out and see if we can have a Strife and Revanche. You know, no one truly knows what motivated Strife's deadly acts of terrorism. The real agenda of this mutant madman from the future died with him, though not before he unleashed the deadly legacy virus on mutants everywhere. His real name unrevealed, and his group affiliation is none. So that opens the door for us <laughs> in a lot of fun ways. Okay, so let's see. Does anyone raise their hand and want to be Strife? Let's pause it. You, we, obviously it's a great idea to have this audience participate. It's an enthusiastic audience. We realize at this moment, because everyone's hand shot up, there's going to be a riot if we We had to shut down the show for a little while after this. Yeah, we took everyone out and we decided right there. If any one person gets on stage, they're all going to get on stage, and it's going to collapse. Yeah, there was there was a, a sort of a, a massive lurch towards the stage. All 150 people who were there, uh, there were a couple fire department people in attendance, anticipating that something like this might happen. Of course, uh, so they turned the lights on. They gave a speech to everybody. It seemed like then they wanted to volunteer. Yeah, unfortunately, a big part of the speech from the fire department was, you know, it's not safe for all these audience members to be on stage. I'm already on stage. Maybe I'm revanche. And I could be really good at being revanche. Yes. Uh, We didn't think that was fair either, so we found a way to pivot. Everyone? Whoa, come on. We can't all be strife. Not everyone can be strife. Do we do we force Adam Sachs, the person who coordinated this show, to come on stage? I don't know why he wouldn't be struck. I think he kind of is struck. Stop it. So this, obviously, what is the thing in this moment that is really going to take this show to the next level? What's going to pop the roof off the place? Because we've got them at this, like, we got them at this sort of slow rolling boil, they're but we need to, that kettle to whistle. They're fit to bust. And so... Is there anything that has a bigger crossover than the fans of Hollywood Handbook and the Comic-Con audience? It is, of course, Wolf Den heads. Uh, There were so many people there who were head-to-toe in Wolf Den gear. Um, uh, You know, it it would say, poor man's all rich. uh, Or, or, I mean, there were some Seth Godin startup school guys, too. But for the most part, uh, they liked the latter incarnation that was hosted by Adam Sachs. And we know that he's there. He's kind of our ace in the hole. Yeah, and, and it's it's time to it's time to bust. We it were out. thinking of saving him for the end of the show, but I thought like let's just you know we've already hit such a high. Let's really yeah. It was um, just and it was risky. It was risky because yeah. it could have given us a high that we couldn't top for the rest of the show, and it might have just been a slow descending action. But <laughs> it is in fact just the first of many peaks. <laughs> Look, when I think when, when I think about him, I think <laughs> no one knows why he commits such deadly acts of terrorism. No, the real agenda is completely unknown. He's just a mutant madman from the future. Yes, I've been wondering that for a long time. Is Adam Sachs here? Come up on stage, Adam Sachs. Come on, Adam. So Adam Sachs is the person to complain to about this show when you leave. 
when you go, hey, there were a bunch of stand-up comics and I understood what they were doing, but first I sat through this show <laughs> where, where they opened It was his idea. Parts. It was yeah. his idea. And he gave us the script. Everything we're saying right now, he wrote. Everything was, he wanted us to do it. Yeah, so we're going to have to bring him back to life so that he can hang out with Revanche. Okay, and is that Chef Kevin? Chef Kevin, would you like to be Revanche? Okay. I was just feeling generous in this in this moment. Yeah. I thought Chef Kevin has been a big part of this show for mm-hmm. a long time. And I he's want, caught some heat. I want him to be able to share in 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 what's happening. It's not like like his doing, he's not responsible for it. But no, I want but we just, can we can afford to have him involved yes, in the show. I can give a little bit in this. Yeah, moment. we've got a little bit of uh, extra, you know, money to burn essentially uh, because the show's been going so well. And if there's a tiny dip when he comes out, who cares? Kevin, what was that like for you? Hey guys, Chef Kevin here. Oh boy. Uh, it was awesome. I mean, obviously the audience was going freaking nuts, and I've never been in an environment like that before. Uh, so I'm still riding high off of it. I'm trembling a little bit just listening back with you guys. Uh, how far into this are we? 15 minutes. Oh my <laughs> fucking God. Okay. Hey. Hi, Chef Kevin. Hey guys, Chef Kevin here. Sit down. <laughs> Okay, everyone relax. Chef Kevin, (laughs) here's a little bit about uh, you. Um, So you've got mental powers. First of all, your name is Revanche. That name is French for revenge. What do you think would be your specialty dish at Central Perk where you work as a chef? Uh, Pischetti. Okay, Pischetti. (laughs) Okay. I just want to pause it real quick and say... (laughs) I thought it was a really good choice to make a reference to another episode to a sold-out show. You know you're dealing with mega fans. (laughs) You know that coming up with a new dish on the spot isn't the way to go when they want to hear you say the thing you said two episodes ago and they listen to. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) So I guess what we have to do, Strife is dead, we know. Mm. So the beginning of... The movie has to be, I guess, revanche digging up Strife. Mm-hmm. And, and screaming to the gods, I will have my revanche, right? Mm-hmm. For, yeah, for Strife's death. Strife, of course, was killed by Cannonball. Uh, growing up in, a re- in remote coal mine country, Sam Guthrie never guessed he'd someday blast into action as the superhero Cannonball. Trump voter. Whoa. That's yeah. his big thing. These are, the guy- these are the voters that Hillary did not reach, and that's why Strife had to die. Yes. <laughs> Crazy how much our Avengers movie that only stars X-Men reflects the current political climate. Yes. It's an allegory for our current situation. It's all, you know, we say that we don't want to get political, but it's all political now. You've got to take a side. You're either with Cannonball or you're with Revanche. Yeah. <laughs> Things are political and progressiveness is important, which is why we've cast exclusively handsome white men in every role. It's coming back. We're cycling back to that. But uh, let's move away from handsome white men because our next character that comes in is the character from the Marvel Universe, Tyler. Okay. Tyler. And I'm getting excited. It's time for me to nerd out and fan out a little bit. I heard a a no from the audience. (laughs) Okay. No, like, 
No way. <laughs> yes. Not Tyler? Tyler? <laughs> yeah, no. Tyler is back, people. You're yep. in I, for a I just want to say there were there were multiple members of the audience during the show who kept saying some variation on no. <laughs> yes, yes. Just like, I guess they needed a chance to catch their breath. They couldn't take no. it anymore. Yeah. They were going like, no. Like, uh, because they could feel that we weren't going to let up for a second with the good comedy. Okay, so we have a lot of characters, and maybe we'll bring people on as we go through this movie. Uh But it has to begin with Revanche obviously needs uh, a shift picked up at Central Perch, (laughs) has to dig up her friend Strife, who is dead, to to cover for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're at the grave. Jeff Kevin. Hey guys, Revanche here. Good. Good. So this is how our movies are a little different. <laughs> a lot of these other Marvel movies are very rude where mm-hmm. you never they never introduce themselves at the beginning of the movie. In our movies, they introduce themselves at the beginning of each scene. Yes. Everyone says who they are, what yeah. they're doing, and why. And I'm sitting in the audience of some of these movies and I'm like, I'm right here. Are you uh-huh. just gonna like have a whole conversation ignore me? as if I'm not there? So you can hear our our decision in this moment. Time to play the hits. <laughs> yep. We're going back to an idea first introduced during the teaser freezer for Jersey Boys. Uh <laughs> Where we said that it was the only polite movie because they talked directly to us through the screen. And we thought, well, this audience is now ready. Uh, We've done so much original material that they love. Uh, Maybe let's, uh, Chef Kevin style with his Pischetti move, maybe let's wind it back and give them some of the fucking crowd-pleasing favorites. And you can hear, in my voice specifically, uh, th- and I'm sort of creating the illusion that I'm thinking of this for the first time, even though it's something that uh, that we said four years ago, maybe? Maybe. Uh, and that that might seem like a fraudulent, cowardly decision. Uh, but in fact, I was, again, being very generous. I wanted the audience to feel like they were there for the conception of one of their favorite Bits to create the illusion uh, that it was that that, that that it was being discovered for the first time in front of them because I knew what so such a thrill that would be for them. Well, what you're what you're feeling is these people have come to see the Rolling Stones, oh. and they're thinking these guys gonna play Gimme Shelter or what? Right, and so then, but like, imagine if on stage <laughs> they were like, "Hey, I have an idea for a song." Yeah, <laughs> and they start going. Yeah, here's something new I've been toying with. (laughs) Hey, does this riff do anything for you? And I go, play that again? Let me pick that up. (laughs) Keep going. Uh, Gosh, I got to dig strife out of the ground, uh, but there's no shovels. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll use my psychic sword. And turn it into a shovel. Uh-huh. <laughs> its Perfect. psychic power is that it can go from sword to shovel. Yeah. That's its main thing. That's really cool. That it can do. Yeah. It has a little attachment yeah. <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Yeah, you can go straight from uh, battle to digging. <laughs> well, you, you slay your enemy, and then you dig them a grave. You dig them it's a grave. It's the most polite of all weapons. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so you dig up Strife. Can you pause uh. it? So I guess this is the beginning of a series of spots <laughs> where we can feel that the crowd noise is so loud, we possibly are going to need to reaffirm Repeat, yeah, just in case and rephrase didn't the first everything time. we say. Let's do it four times. And it's and we've lowered the crowd noise a little bit in the mix, so uh what it might so you, sound so like you can hear the show. What it might sound like is that we all feel so unsafe saying anything on stage is that we have to just say something that's already been said without consequence. Uh, so if it's a sword to a shovel, then I go like, uh, and you fight with a sword and you dig with a shovel. I'll say you go from fighting to digging. Uh, as if it's a new idea or as if it's anything at all. But at least no one was punished for that the first time it was said. That's right. And in fact, it filled time. <laughs> so uh, you're going to just catch that as a pattern that the kind of deafening laughter, applause, and cheers forced us to get in there and say stuff over and over again and reread the back of the cards, sort of look at the cards for a long time, stuff like that. Okay, smash cut to Central Perk Cafe, where uh, Wendigo has been forced to cover the register, which he's never even used before yeah. because freaking Ravage is off digging up strife. So basically, this freaking mystical beast is having to take orders for these uh, mocha frappa latte chinos. Yeah, <laughs> whatever they call them. Now, yeah, right? can I just get a cup of coffee? Um, and uh, I think it's not going well. And Hayes, I think you were cast as sort of a difficult customer. Yeah. Hi, can I get a freaking uh, uh, grande uh, freaking soy almond frappa mocha latticino, please? A what? <laughs> That's Wendigo. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, and then, as a side note, uh, <laughs> in what language exactly is uh, grande translate to medium? <laughs> The, thank you. So he has a whole routine on this. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's too long for the rest of this show. Uh-huh. Wait, is it you or Wendigo has a routine on the Grande film? Wendigo has a routine, oh, wow. and Wendigo yeah. does it in every film. Wendigo turns to camera in the film. <laughs> this, is another, break. this is another thing we're trying to change about these movies. There's going to be a lot more stand-up. Uh in the past, in these movies, Jeremy Renner specifically goes on these very long runs that they just cut out. Mm. So we will be leaving those in with uh, to this movie. Side note, when to go here? <laughs> you know, Jeremy Renner actually has more superpowers in the movie Tag than he does in these Marvel movies. <laughs> so so in I that mean, way, seriously, we break the fourth wall. You stop it. <laughs> Uh, I, should we play that moment again? If you didn't Let's hear the, if you didn't time. hear the woman say "Oh no" in a truly distressed way, does in these Marvel movies? So, so in I that way, <laughs> we break. We say out loud that we're in the Marvel universe, and in the mm-hmm. Marvel universe, we know about the movie Tag. We're huge fans of the actor Jeremy Renner. Yeah. In this world, he's not playing Hawk, Hawk, Hawkeye. Hawkman. Yeah, he's not. It's it's Hawk. the Hawkeye man. Hawk guy. Hawk yes. guy. Hawk guy. He's not he's he's the actor Jeremy Renner still. Hawk guy. Can I say again? This is my kinship with this audience. Like, 
so giving. Oh, yeah. They can feel some issue with getting the the name of this character exactly Well, because right. we're so keyed up, we're so jacked up that uh, – I I mean, just in re-listening, I'm hearing myself mispronounce words left and right. Uh, and it's because I'm on such a high. The fact that we're having this miscommunication where it's noisy and we can't necessarily distinguish, you know, is it Hawkeye or Hawkeye, the audience – who's so loosey-goosey, go with the flow. They don't care what we call him. I mean, they just want more show, but they do want to help us. And so they all at unison say Hawkeye. I will say listening to this again is so invigorating. It makes me want to keep doing this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forever. And actually, I'm not Moshe. The door, there's a, a ring at the doorbell to Central Park. Oh. Ding dong. Uh, 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 it sounds like Tyler's ring. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, door flies open. Hey guys, Tyler here. Hey, Tyler. Wow. So, Tyler, Thank you. Are you ever mad at your dad, Cable, for giving you such a weird name? No, I'm mostly <laughs> mad at my dad, Cable, because of uh, when he turned against the villainous strife, he killed me. He literally murdered me to save the child chosen. Mm. Wow. Mm. That makes me really angry. Okay. Because Cable's hey, from guys, far right enough. <laughs> Cable's from far enough in the future that Cable is a normal name to give a person. But then by the time his son is born, Tyler has come back around. So, of course, initially you heard me say, Tyler, you ever mad at your dad, Cable, for giving you such a weird name? It hits. <laughs> it crushes. But we find ourselves in the position that I was referencing Hayes being in earlier where I go, I think there's more juice in this baby. Let me more thoroughly explain the joke I tried to make and scored on <laughs> and see if I could just rack up some extra points. Uh, and wow, uh, did it pay off. Hey, guys, right here. I was underground. I might help you get in the Okay, zone. at this point in the oh, film, every character introduces themselves every line, every not line. just every scene. Sometimes within lines. Yeah. For me as a writer, I just it's easier for me to keep track. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's even your group affiliation, man? It's at the so. bottom of the card. It says none. <laughs> none. Hey, that's my group. It's me, Mimic here. My name's Mimic, and I also have a group affiliation with none. <laughs> my name is Mimic, and my superpower is mimicry. <laughs> so th what a great name for me. So I can duplicate the abilities of any living superpower being that comes within a one-mile radius of me. <laughs> So, you would have been great to cover the shift. Oh, yeah. You could have, uh, like, assumed the cash register powers. That's right. I could have become the frother. Yeah. Uh, but instead, I wasn't. Uh, I just showed up now, and um, I just really hope no superpowers stand one mile and one foot away from me. <laughs> because of the very specific radius in which I am able to mimic their powers from. Because of my so can we pause it? <laughs> so can we pause it? So I'm not crying. <laughs> As I listen to this particular moment from the show, from secondhand embarrassment for me. Uh, on stage during the show. Were, and you definitely you weren't crying that either, I want to say. <laughs> Not even close. 
Um, the the show is good. I, I remembering. I'm remembering a point backstage where we pointed out that we didn't think anyone in the audience was going to know the show, and Moshe said. Well, I guess you'll find out if your podcast is funny. And we we really did. And we really did. Uh, We are hearing how most people would react to a given episode (laughs) where things are being pretty clearly laid out. Um, I do (laughs) want to keep doing the show. (laughs) Fit in with... Strife, we missed you at the last group meeting. What happened? You were buried underground? Yeah, I was buried underground. Oh. I didn't, I, it turns out my power is telekinesis. <laughs> yeah. I could have used that to move the dirt that was on top of me. Does telekinesis oh. move things? Yeah, well, Yeah, it's one of its case, main yeah. things yeah. that it does. Mm. <laughs> Can we pause it again? What's going on for Adam? Adam communicated after the show that he was having a very bad time. Uh, but he said it was he didn't want to be on stage. He wanted just to be watching this play out. But he but he was watching the show for the first like fifteen minutes, where all of the information that he appears to not have was expressed. And he's holding the card in his hand. Yeah, I I think putting him on stage was the result of some. Uh, pretty in my head, explicit desire to to punish to him. punish him, and I guess it worked. And I guess he is blacking out harder than <laughs> we are, which is pretty hard. <laughs> so that's something to listen for, I guess. And so we were also thinking about some of these Avengers movies. Obviously, we feel they don't have enough X Men. Usually, we I also had a brainstorm. Why aren't they working with Batman? Yeah, or like, like a Superman. Some of these guys that are much more famous. First right? of all, uh, but should people like that be in this movie? Mm-hmm. And what if they're bad guys this time? That's right. And they're all Trump supporters. Yes, that's right. Um, well, so uh, Chef Kevin, do you want to play Trump Batman? <laughs> hey, hey guys, Trump Batman here. Okay. Perfect. Spot on impression. <laughs> Hold on a second. Are you mimic as well? That was crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I just say, Kevin, how did it feel to be dragged back into this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you think for a minute that you were only going to get that one shot? And at, that maybe like, Sean and I were going to be able to do the carry the show ourselves sure i was afraid of that that uh that was my one moment and i was glad to be brought back in with a very different voice that i'm executing here and i'm trying to it's sort of like the guy in the band who maybe plays like the cymbals so he's like waiting the whole song for his one spot to hit yeah and then unexpectedly towards the end of the song people point at him and go cymbal solo <laughs> <laughs> I like Central Perk. <laughs> okay, that's that's nice. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Okay, I want to own so it. He's crossing the aisle a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, that's really nice, Trump Batman. But uh, you know, you're not allowed in here anymore. Why? No fair. Hey guys, Trump Batman here. No fair. I'm going to pause it real quick. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Feel free. This is uh, when I executed the uh, kind of palate cleanser that we were talking about, uh, where it was getting too crazy, and it was suggested I, you know, cool cool it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we need it. It was important that we have a cooler on hand for this show. Casinos will have a cooler on staff if a craps table gets too hot and uh, people are, you know, uh, winning thousands upon thousands of dollars, which we're doing the equivalent on stage just with laughs instead of money. Um, <laughs> and uh, you kind of need the cooler to come in just to sort of make sure it's safe for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, set Kevin up. And uh, he went ahead and knocked it down. But we do have to eventually get to, we have an event we all have to get to. The reason we're trying to get all these shifts covered yeah. is because everybody's trying to get to the big event, Yeah, uh-huh. is, of course, the, the wedding of Cyclops and Jean Grey. Ah. That's kind of the major kind of big, like big card. Yeah, that's that's a, a big card to get. Yeah. Huge, huge card. This is plus four mana. And... Uh, <laughs> So it's boy meets girl with a mutant twist. And uh, just in case you thought we only had one wedding of Cyclops and Jean Grey card, (laughs) I can kind of back you up a little bit too. For a while, it seemed like the millionaire playboy Angel was going to win the lady's heart, but Jean fell in love with the moody repressed Cyclops. There's hope for me after all. <laughs> and Scott Summer secretly fell for her. Secretly fell for her. Yeah. Well, it wasn't until months later that Scott confessed his true feelings, and the two became a couple. So that's sort of what we're dealing with here. So everybody's got to get to the wedding, and I just hope that there's not a big fight on the way. Something like Wolverine versus Hulk. Wow, that would be scary. At a wedding, especially, very mm-hmm. scary. <laughs> yeah. So. It looks like they fought. It was suicide from the start. A single on our Can we pause it? Capture- I'm actually happy with that. I'm happy with that moment. I'm not I'm not ashamed of that moment. I'm I'm happy with it. At that point, I think the audience deserves that. So basically, I guess what we're going to want to do is just close up Central Perk early. Yeah. What if, hey guys, Chef Kevin here. What if, um, what's his name? Ravel, Ravel, Ravange? Ravange. Ravange. Uh, I'm going to pause real quick and say I was going to commit to this bit where I called it Ravalanche. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, halfway through I the started word. twice and each time I bail and then just say, what, what was it actually called? Oh, I had a, yeah, I had a joke in mind where I was going to, um, as I was reading that card, um, start saying that the Incredible Hulk to me seems more like the Incredible Hunk. <laughs> um, and <laughs> some, an angel came down. <laughs> Climbed inside my body, (laughs) robbed me of the instinct to make that joke. I was reading, and you can kind of hear me pause as I say the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I'm reading it and looking at it, (laughs) and I and I'm about to go on a run about like to me seems like incredible. Ooh, the jean shorts, and I and I and I'm gonna get into that, and I um, I'm saved. Was like digging with the telekinesis shovel, and it was hitting all the bodies and turned them into zombies, and now they're all going to the wedding, and it's 
It's going to be crazy. Can you, can you pause it? Can I just say how thankful I was every time Chef Kevin started to speak? I knew it was going to kind of take a little while. Mm-hmm. Just by the gratitude I experienced in that moment, I would like to be able to, to reproduce like for my entire life. I, that's, the, that's the kind of feeling I want to have always. The sense of relief. It was um, – just a, uh, uh, it was water in the desert. I could I mean, have, I could have <laughs> kissed him. I could have walked up to him on that stage and kissed him well, every I'm, time he initiated something. In this moment, I am thinking, if he didn't do this, I would have started talking about the Incredible Hunk <laughs> it because the it was the only idea that I had of what to say. Kevin was the angel. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of like a Walking Deading. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can do that. Great. Um, yeah, that's another thing. Why aren't any of these Walking Dead guys in any of these Avengers movies? People love that People show. People are obsessed with this stuff. Uh, hey, guys, Robert Kirkman here. Uh, you don't have the rights to use any of my characters in perpetuity. It's not, we can't have this in the film. Oh, wow. Thank you, Robert. Oh, that was, thanks, Robert. I mean, thank you for just coming in. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great me, to Robert even have you. And yeah. uh, actually, you know, for the sake of this game, I'm going to allow it. But in reality, which is the world that I've created, The Walking Dead, which is a real documentary about uh, five years from now, uh, uh-huh. you can't do it. But for now, oh, okay. and I'm, I actually got to go. I got another panel. Okay, I just want to know, are you going to do whatever the thing is that makes that happen in five years? Yeah. yeah you I create start, it? I start a zombie virus. with. Oh, you are going to do it? Yeah, it's me I, and me and this girl, Ravanche. We, we, we start fucking so much that we create this weird virus and it, it, it takes over all of humanity and then and a lot of other shit happens, but there's a lot of diversity in the cast and no one ever wears long sleeves made of duct tape, uh, which would solve the entire zombie problem altogether. Yeah. Nobody can do that. It's all short sleeves. That's a big part of the thing that I'm trying to solve story-wise. I don't have time for this podcast. I do have to go. The duct tape thing is really bothering me. Kirkman out. Sure, sure. We don't want to hold you up at all, Robert Kirkman. Hey, what's with these drink sizes at some of these places? I mean, you notice how crazy this is? Wendigo here. You notice how crazy this is? And to me, it's just like, I wonder we're having a small, medium, and large. And yeah. so we should clarify, we, we did get word uh, just before we came out here that Team Coco House today is going to be just this. Mm-hmm. For the rest of uh, the entire uh, con. Yeah, for the rest of Comic-Con, yeah. And beyond, I think. They, yeah. they extended us beyond Comic-Con. It's not yeah. just... It's, it stops being Team Coco at a certain point. We're actually... This, this game is taking over the Conan O'Brien show as yes. well. Mm, so yeah. there is no more Conan. He's gone. Conan's gone. He's Conan out. is gone. It'll yeah. be us. It's yeah. a nightly show where we break. The and everyone, don't clap that Conan is gone. Come that's, on, that, guys. That you want that's us a... to replace Conan and do this forever. Right. Just, Everybody. Just have some respect, please. Can you pause it? I think that once we realized that there were sort of no sacred cows with these people... <laughs> That it was even okay to tease them about um, the comic book characters. We went, how far can we push it? Because they had bought, I guess, expensive passes. They were free. They were totally free. Yes, Mm -hmm. right, Chef Kevin? They were. And those people were waiting in line hours before your show. Because Conan... Uh, came in the night Conan before. Conan showed up the night before. So yeah, it was uh-huh. it was free passes, but um, a lot of time lined up in yes. order to see possibly Conan O'Brien. Yes. Uh, but definitely us. Hey, so, guys, hey, guys. Conan here. Oh, hi, Conan. Oh, hey, Conan. Hey, thanks for coming. I, I fucking I put up all the money for this, and you guys are sitting here disrespecting me? 
Hey man, that, that wasn't. That was the audience. The audience did that. Hey guys, Conan here. Fuck you, audience. <laughs> Classic Conan quote. Conan out. Yeah. I'm going to hang out with my friend Robert Kirkman. So hey, th- hey guys, Andy Richter here. Is it cool if I still chill? <laughs> hey guys, Jay Leno. Wow. Can, can you pause it? I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> Again. As applause I, break. Yes, as I, um, I'm so lightheaded from the success we've had that I, I sort of am grasping for anything to say at all that's even loosely connected to what we've been saying. The fact that that scored. I, I can think of three different possibilities. One is that they loved it. They were applauding for that. Another is that they were supportive of Andy Richter, the idea of Andy Richter Maybe just showing up or being just cool to hang, being yeah. being allowed to to stay. Uh, and three is maybe that they were trying to applaud us off the stage. That, that was the end of the show. <laughs> so anyway, the doors uh, are locked. Uh, they, yeah. No one can leave. It's just this. I should. We like to do a time check every now and then. We're four minutes into the show. <laughs> yes. So usually they don't make decisions like this that quickly, but yeah, it's been a solid four minutes and everyone feels like it's going so well. Let's just keep it for the rest of all time, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I'm bummed. I wanted to go home. You know, I don't live here. Hey. I just want to say real quick, I think that was the strongest minute so far. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was, that. we're at minute 40. Hey guys, Heisenberg here. Can you imagine? Why isn't he in these Marvel movies? Yeah, what what are we doing? Where's Heisenberg? Yeah, and then so he, uh, (laughs) Heisenberg's going to fight with Cyber. Uh, Hey, guys, Batman Trump here. I put a... Okay, uh, wait, I'm sorry. So we've met Trump Batman, (laughs) but this new character (laughs) is Batman Trump. Whoa. (laughs) Which sounds like it is not a... Trump supporting Batman, but Donald Trump no, in a Batman, Batman costume. Yeah. No, it's like it's like Donald Trump Jr. You know, he is ah. the Donald Trump Jr. to Trump Batman. This is oh, Batman Trump. Yeah. Oh. My dad's cool. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> hey guys, Batman Trump here. I put a I put a freaking bomb in, in Cyclops' ring. That was good. As we know, uh, President Donald Trump does say friggin' a lot. <laughs> Sort of his signature word. You and uh, you put a bomb where? In Cyclops's ring. Oh, okay. In his, in his ring the, for the wedding. For the wedding. So his finger could get blown off. Uh huh. Which oh, is no. important. Okay. <laughs> Another new thing. The the bad guys are establishing that the stuff they're trying to do is important. Can we pause it? Oh. This seems like it'll be a few minutes of the show. Just in case you don't, you, you think it's dumb or something. It is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a little screenwriting trick. We like to share these tips when we can. Yeah. If you're having a character do something that seems <laughs> unimportant, just go ahead and tell the audience, hey, this matters. And uh-huh. I think it helps. <laughs> can we go back? Thank you so much, Kevin. <laughs> For that supportive noise, I would just like to hear Kevin helping us out a little bit. Uh, Tell the audience, hey, this matters. And uh, I think it's. <laughs> uh, 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 when to go here? Are you doing an impression of the audience? Yeah. Sound you heard? That's right. That's right. Somebody goes. Uh. 
And then Kevin <laughs> decides to make that noise and Mike signal boost for that sound. Uh, I want to point out, too, that as we're listening to this in the studio, having done it yesterday and lived it, we're not um, squirming constantly, taking our headphones off. I have to take my headphones off every couple minutes because I know what I'm about to do, and I cannot hear it again. Yeah. Trump? I mean, this clown's in office now? I mean, it's literally a reality TV show. Hey, guys, Tyler here. Ah. I don't need some freaking comedian coming on stage and making it political. I came to get my laugh on. Okay. okay. Hey, guys. Hey, Tyler. Yeah, it's me, fucking Tyler. And I, I don't... Tyler I don't... has heckling powers. Well, I'm not even heckling right now. It's just like I paid $29.99 to get my freaking laugh on here. And yeah. I'm really feeling this Batman Trump character and this Trump Batman character, but then this fucking libtard Wendigo starts talking. And, and he's okay. all, I mean, I was with him on the Grande, uh, the whole cup size thing. I'm with him on the dating is, is difficult because I'm an incel, have never had sex, uh, par- partially because when You my were father, dead for I was a dead while. Yeah. A while. <laughs> when my father killed me, nobody exactly knows why. Right. Um, but then you start talking about my, my guy, Maga. So stop it. Uh huh. Hey guys, Wendigo here. Gonna back off. <laughs> Just stop. You know, <laughs> not worth it to me. It's like what a guy makes some good points. A lot of people are just here to sort of escape from uh, some of what's going on out there. So. You know, let's just laugh down and uh, maybe more observations about uh, you know traffic or whatever. <laughs> hey, hey guys, Tyler here. Um, you know, I've often put people in a ideological political camp that are opposite from me in a non-human category. I think of them, I call them names like Libtard, thus making them less than human and somebody that I can't connect with. But when that guy Wendigo said he was going to back off and that we could just laugh down, it made me rethink sort of my humanity and our mutual humanity. Hey guys, Tyler here. I think I've changed and America can finally come together as a whole. Let's go to this wedding. Wow. Wow. Hey guys, Sarah Silverman here. Uh... Hey, <laughs> right. This is what this is. Of course, an episode of my show. I love you, America. <laughs> this is what this show is all about, uh, and I'm so glad that we that we solved all the problems. Can you hey, pause it? Ma- it's a it's it seems like there was a feeling of when I initiated the Sarah Silverman thing, people were anticipating me doing something different than I was going to do. <laughs> yes. Because people I don't, were definitely excited when you did it and were like, oh, that's really funny. I still haven't, with now 24 hours to reflect on it, I still haven't quite decoded what the correct thing was to follow with. No. But that's what I was planning on doing all along. And so- I immediately knew what you were doing okay. and was like, okay, good idea. <laughs> Um, I'm about to flame out so hard. <laughs> that that was part one of two of Moshe, who had been quiet for a bit, taking over and saving the show. Oh God! <laughs> In I a pretty love impressive so way. That whole Tyler run. We were so lucky that 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 was him. With so us. many of the guests that we've had or could have had uh, would have hung us out to dry, disappeared, been. Rightfully mad, um, but you kind of couldn't phase him. Hey guys, Bill Maher here. What am I doing here? <laughs> you know, I gotta wonder. Like, what am I still doing here? What is going on where I am still here? 
doesn't it seem like so much of what I've done would make it that I'm not here anymore? <laughs> but here I am. Hey guys. Now you're now you're in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, James Gunn here. Rough day. <laughs> Did you hear that? Too soon. Yes. I heard it too soon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, uh, Wendigo here. Not touching that. So what we'll do, probably for the purposes of recording this show, is we will record this, and then we'll wait and see how the James Gunn stuff plays out. And if people are mad at him in a couple of days, then we'll record an extra thing where we come in and where be we like, go that in guy hard, sucks. and we go day of, we knew it, we were hammering him. But if it kind of comes around that it's like, you know, like if made some jokes of bad taste, and people aren't really mad anymore, yeah. and he was sort of victimized by these, like, all right, guys, yeah. then we'll They'll record. Be like, Those guys we'll go, suck. We'll go like, hey, I stand and I support... But let's just let it play out first yes. and then plug in what we say. So I guess we need a supportive audience regardless. Yes, we just need one huge audience pop on each of our perspectives on this. And if you could be muttering like, very brave, <laughs> something like that, um, because that's going to work either way. Uh, so go ahead and uh, we'll just do, we're gonna point the mics at you guys and just give us like a general like... Wait, yeah. okay, let's do each one. Okay. And so we'll do, okay... What James Gunn did was bad. <laughs> oh hey, hey, wow. look, hey, nobody's perfect. James Gunn made some mistakes, but at the end of the day, that freaking raccoon's funny. <laughs> okay, so we'll use the yay for yeah. either one of them. Yeah, so we got, got the yay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the just, uh, so... So I like the decision because I'm just... I, I sort of had the idea of let's get these two audience reactions but then you had the idea of it would fill more time oh yeah to restate the two perspectives that we did and i almost feel like we could have milked it even more oh sure we could have got much longer on it we didn't going into the show we had kind of just heard about because of course the show was at 3 p.m we had sort of just figured out prime time what was going on with this james gunn thing we knew he had been fired we didn't really know exactly what the deal was uh, and we decided. I hadn't read any of the actual tweets. It was like we knew that someone had dug up some tweets about that he'd made. But so we still said, "Let's talk about it." Sure. It's it's comic book stuff. These people will eat this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be on board. Uh, and of course, you hear that we request a positive audience reaction, mm-hmm. and we do get booed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's not a boo. It's uh, yeah. No, I hear some actual boos. And one person who obliged it did say very brave. Very brave. <laughs> He's right. And then, of course, when to be on stage at this point in the show is very brave. <laughs> and then you say the next opinion, and we get not applause, really. There's yay. People are saying yay, but in the same tone, instead of boo, they uh-huh. go. Yeah. Well, because I undercut even the positive thing I said about James Gunn, I think, by saying that the, the raccoon, raccoon is, is freaking funny. funny. Again, correctly identifying that what this audience wants <laughs> is for me to say that a lot of the shit they like is kind of fucking stupid. <laughs> hey, guys. Revanche here. I'm still at the grave. Uh, not sure what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to the wedding. Revanche out. Can you pause it? Yeah. 
Are you spending all the time in between here thinking of like kind of a next move to save the show? 100%. Always thinking about that. And I think the way to do that is to keep coming back to the film. Well, you, uh, yes. yeah, you, it was the film and it was going back to the very early part of the show where things were going so well. Yeah. Yes. Let's bring us back to that moment. Before we, we did, remember. and I'll admit, as much as it was a near perfect show, we did sort of lose our way a tiny bit. Um, I do want to say, too, I did say that a lot of the shit these people like is fucking stupid. I, I, I don't mean that to be like, hey, I like the Marvel movies, too. And something I was thinking about a lot while we were there was, these people are just here for something they enjoy. Yes. Look at these people genuinely enjoying something. Yeah. You know, why can't I feel that? Mm-hmm. But then I got on stage and I did feel what I genuinely enjoy, which is just the thrill of a crowd loving your stuff. And I think that <laughs> to imply that any of their reaction was the result of things that we were saying about comic books or the stuff that they liked is not necessarily fair to how much they were reacting to just how much they loved us. Just us. Yeah. It was almost that, yeah, the, it was absent of content. It was they were responding to the tone, the way yes. we looked, how oh, comfortable yeah. we seemed. We had them in the palm of our hands. <laughs> so, ah, geez. Uh, um, I, I guess uh, any of these cards going to give me something? <laughs> well, the, the cyber has a cool um, superpower I, oh. I, I'm, I'm seeing here, which is that his adamantium blades are tipped with a hallucinogenic drug. Oh, wow. I, I just figured it would have something to do with uh, the internet and technology, but yeah, cyber's power is that he has... He can, he can dose you at he a can, party. He yeah. can microdose you yeah. with his blades. <laughs> so Okay. So uh, Hey, guys. Cyber here. Uh, let's turn this fucking party out. I'm about to poke everybody here with my ayahuasca-dipped claw. So I'm at the graveyard. I'm like, dip, dip, motherfucker. And then I'm over here with Strife. I'm like, dippity, dip. And then, wow. Hey, and guys, th- Trey Anastasio here. Ooh, I hope I don't get scratched by Cyber's claws. Scratch. Uh-oh, I'm jamming. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Marvel movies don't show the beginning of fish. <laughs> That's right, funny. This one is That's different. Something we wanted to change. Yeah. yeah, I would love to hear a little bit of strife having been dosed. <laughs> I really just want to leave the stage. Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> it's your idea to have this show. Yeah, I want to watch it. Um, so now you know well, what this guy's one. all about. <laughs> Adam Sachs does an entire show just for his viewing pleasure. <laughs> what a. Sick fuck. Villain, yes, thank you. I can't believe that, man. We're just little puppets, huh? You just set it up and watch us dance. Now do as you were told and play Strife having gotten a microdose of ayahuasca. Now! This this ayahuasca, it's it's making me nauseous. Where's Where's my barf bucket? Hey guys, strife out. I thought it'd be more fun. (laughs) No, that's pretty much an ayahuasca trip. You bark and then you say out, and then you're done with the trip. Oh, you really are out. Oh, yeah. And then he just sat down, (laughs) maybe six inches away from where he was before. Oh, that's bumming me out. 
Okay, so Strife barfed. We checked that box. We still Cyclops and Jean Grey still have to get married. Uh huh. But yeah. Batman Trump has initiated his nefarious plot. Uh huh. I guess he has probably disguised himself as a ring bearer. Mm-hmm. So he's on his knees with little shoes attached to his knees, like he's a little boy. Uh, and he's going up the aisle with the ring. Bat boy Trump. Okay. And, and you can feel in that moment everyone just losing it. Yeah. <laughs> That was where I was afraid you'd be gilding the lily. Uh, we have this scenario that everyone's on board for. Uh, they're loving it. They're loving the imagery. But you managed to find this kind of cool language trick and where I, it was Batman Trump and, and you had said little boy Hayes. Yes. And he went, Bat boy Trump. Uh, I, uh, as we mentioned earlier, this audience was very young, skewing. And so I thought it would be... Like that, they would enjoy basically a dwarf reference. Uh, yeah, that uh, I really liked. I gotta say, it was a while back now, but there is a moment where I go, ah, geez, do any of these cards have anything for me? <laughs> and there's a lot of parts that I listen to where I, I think, what was I doing? You know, why was this happening? Uh, how'd I get in the zone like that? <laughs> But I am okay with the moments where I'm just openly acknowledging that you're just tre- like treading water. That there is nothing trying not to drown. That I'm going, hey, hey, whatever comes out of my mouth next, it's going to be just a guess. <laughs> so can we just be in this together? Uh, so, uh, so Magma's standing there. Hey guys, Magma here. Do you, Cyclops, take Jean Grey uh, to be your mutant wife? Hey guys, Cyclops here. I do. Okay. And so, of course, Cyclops is not going to wear his glasses during a wedding. Oh, so you have your head tipped back with a full beam. So you're just blasting a hole in the ceiling. Hey guys, Cyclops here. I do. Cyclops in all the way. Uh, Thank you, Cyclops. Magma here. So, uh, Jean Grey, do you take Cyclops? To be your uh, mutant husband. And Jean Grey, of course, is so emotionally excited by marrying Cyclops that she has become the Dark Phoenix. Very good. Mm-hmm. Once again, she's the Dark Phoenix. She is uh, emitting a huge explosion uh, all around her, vaporizing everyone. <laughs> so you can hear... I'm so relieved to have introduced, like, an actual, like, comedy premise. Yeah, we're not, yes. Of Cyclops not wearing his glasses during the wedding. Mm-hmm. So he is emitting a, a full beam, blasting a hole in the ceiling. That I try to go back to do essentially the exact same thing again. Yep, with Jean Grey. With Jean Grey. With uh, Jean Grey. And, and with a real, you know, comic book storyline. I mean, sort of the most. Famously retold one, but but cer- certainly uh, no longer subverting the idea of these comic characters at no, all. Just which, saying, like, this is their power and something they did. Yes, which they uh, they reacted interestingly exactly the same when we were subverting the comic book mm-hmm. characters yeah. as when we were acting like we directly actually, addressing directly the, addressing yeah, it. actual yeah it's uh, the audience was very consistent in that regard i thought a reference to dark phoenix would play differently than us not pretending to not know hawkeye's name mm-hmm. but pretty much exactly <laughs> same, same thing you can you can set your watch to this audience <laughs> mad respect 
Oh, good, you have many okay. more cards. Well, Great. I got more cards, and so these came for free. Uh, it was open packs of Series 3 Space Shots cards <laughs> that just commemorate some NASA missions. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't see why we wouldn't smash cut to the Cassini mission. Well, this is the Space Trivia Challenge number six, 67. What game was played on Soyuz 9? Does anybody know? Easy one, kind of. <laughs> Russian roulette. <laughs> Someone said. That was funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Maybe you could have been doing stuff like that for the entire show. And maybe you could have said, hey guys, audience member here. <laughs> now we can't Russian use roulette. it. Yes. Um, but anyway, Can you pause that? That turned out to be a guy who worked for TBS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he was embarrassed later, uh, even though we were. Uh, that was a very nice moment for us. It's the best part of the whole show. Can I ask, how aware are you during the show that we're being recorded? Oh, that's interesting. Me, not at all. Oh, really. I am so aware of it. Okay, I as I've said, I'm so in the moment with this audience. I'm looking at. People in the front row resting their cheek on their fist. Texting. Yes, just like. Their friends at the show is going so well. Yes, and just like in awe. Yeah, you've got to get down here. That they get to participate in this. Uh-huh. Uh, and so the idea that we were being recorded, there was absolutely no room in my brain for that thought. I have obviously a very long history of stage performing. I've done 10,000 improv shows. Some of them have gone well. Some of them haven't. Uh, sometimes with people I have a ton of respect for, I'm getting a chance to improvise with, or someone important to the audience, and who knows, you know, could go one way or the other. Uh, but the one thing I do know during all of them is that as soon as I get off stage, it will be over forever. But in this case, we get to live in it. It's a feeling. The feeling I'm having is one I'm sort of familiar with of being on stage and having, you know, this type of audience reaction and this type of, you know, judgment of myself and my own abilities and performance. But also with the added sort of twist on it that um, it's going to be around forever. And your enemies can listen to it as many times as they want. They can send it to each other. Mm -hmm. And sort of fuel their own hatred for me by going like, wow, he's done it again. This guy can't be stopped. Uh, He's so funny and good. So I am hearing that um, we should wrap up. Comic-Con is over. Uh, We have been here for 20 days. Mm -hmm. Everyone's bosses call me to say that you have all lost your jobs. (laughs) Uh, mm-hmm. But it was worth it, I guess, and we should. Yeah, let's do our big. You guys are closing card. This. You guys are gonna believe the, this. As Shadowcat kills the son of Jean Grey and and uh, and Cyclops from the sky, comes the character Ascani, the last hope of her dying future era. Ascani made a dangerous journey to the past to save the son of Cyclops, what? raising him in her time where he became the warrior called Cable, father of me. Hey, guys, it's Tyler. (laughs) I love my dad. Thank you. Goodbye. So... 
complicated moment for me, if I can trace back to it. There is, you know, the feeling that the show is about to end. Mm. Uh, there's excitement with comes that comes with that, but also the feeling of like as soon as I get off stage, now I have to fully wreck it with the emotional impact of this for me. While I'm on stage, I have to at least keep like working. Mm-hmm. But I worried about the period of rest because again, it was so emotionally. It was huge. intense, and uh, there is not much time for any sincere self-reflection while you're actively on stage. You yeah, know, you're a, a, the very active observing an object changes the object. Yes. Uh, so I know that, and I know I'm going to get immediately off stage and share a moment with you. Uh, I'm going to have the extremely comfortable experience of all the TBS people telling me how good it was. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, over and over again. So many times. Uh, yes. Um, I'm going to be asked to do some weird interview thing Wait, in a booth. A 20-minute interview. A 20-minute interview that took 40 minutes to About do. our comedy style. Uh, yeah, which was great. And, and reassured throughout all that that we were just so good on stage. Uh then, you know, I'll have time with you. Uh, we'll go uh, eat some food. A we'll get on the kinda, train. A very kind of quiet taco lunch. Uh-huh. And and sort of like, you know, like shaking each other's shoulders a bit like, hey, you know, I'm crazy. But uh, were we, ultimately. Were, sorry, go ahead. Where we bump into the fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, but ultimately what I know is that at some point I will get home and be alone with my thoughts. <laughs> I would like to thank, by the way, um, a fan of ours named Gage, who we happened to run into at a taco place, had not gone to the show, which is why he was still a fan. Uh, and he, I know he was fake. I know he was planted by Adam Sachs or somebody to basically keep us alive for another day, mm-hmm. uh, who said that he really liked uh, the show and he was really excited to see us. Uh, Gage, I know... Whatever you were compensated to say that, you did a great job. Mm -hmm. Uh, They should have paid you double. You are my best friend. So, sorry to everyone who didn't get to go, uh, who, who feels like they wish they had been they wish they had been there to hear me. Do you think they uh, gave Gage a fake name that's kind of like the name Cable as a little wink to the show? Just so we would know that in the back of our minds that it was fake? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you wish you got to hear me. Uh, say that this isn't how they normally do Marvel movies uh, seven, eight, ten times. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, Shaw, go back to the cards. Hear me read the cards. <laughs> Hear me make just these sort of weak wordplay line semi-jokes uh, as just a thing that I thought of that I could say that is technically in the same neighborhood as comedy just a show about searching for answers uh i bear i'm a little it's bittersweet to close the book on this now uh and to and to try and move on uh but mm, you uh, might, how do we come in next week yeah you know, but, but uh, uh and but, try to do a normal show as if you, we haven't peaked but <laughs> you have to you just have to keep Moving on. It's a lot like life. Oh, and to all the new listeners who are fans of Patton, uh... Goodbye! Bye. (laughs) That was a HeadGum Podcast.